While Arjun was away, Team Arjun came to play. All the cats out of the bag now, folks. But we're still here bringing you our favorite and most importantly, actionable insights to Arjun's newest book, Profit First for Lawyers. We're going to help you accelerate your law firm's growth so that you can experience more profit in every aspect of your life. We're also going to be providing some behind-the-scenes footage of what it's really like to work with Arjun Robbins. So, put your BS aside for the next few minutes and put yourself, your family, your firm, and your profit first. Welcome back to another episode of the Profit First for Lawyers podcast. I'm your host, Carly, and joining me in studio today, we have the heart and soul of Team Arjun. Denise is coming back on. Denise, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> for those who didn't get a chance to watch Denise's former episode, you can find that on episode 12. We'll link it in our show notes. She came prepared with some amazing insights, and today she's bringing some more. We have to keep it interesting. <laughs> well, today's is interesting for sure. So let me just lay out, right? Denise and I are going to have a little conversation, but I want to preface that she did let me actually watch the clip that she chose this time. Last time she did not because she wanted to make sure that I was okay with showing it. This is a behind the scenes clip of Arjun coaching me. So this is some true behind the scenes. I can't wait to see where we're going with this one. Denise has my full permission, but Denise, before we get into this clip, let me ask you the same question I've been asking for all of the returning members of Team Arjun, which is what is something that you have learned in the last year that has been really profitable in your life that you put into action that has made a difference for you? I think there are often situations where people get not necessarily heated, but they will have a conversation and people are very strong in their opinions. It's best to take a step back at that moment, analyze the situation and speak after you've had time to think about it. And basically, think before you speak. You know, that's so funny because it's something that you hear a lot when you're a child and when you're a teenager. But, and now that you say it, I don't know that anybody has really like reaffirmed that to me in my adult years. <laughs> and maybe in my adult years is when I needed most to hear it. <laughs> I think um, something that I like to say a lot, and I really believe it and I live by it is don't attack the person that you're upset with, attack the issue. Because when you attack the person, it's only going to get more escalated. So it's always best to attack the issue and that way you can get resolution. Oh, yes. That's amazing. I love that. I had a, um, my first kind of professional after college job was kind of a corporate and artistic job combined. And we had this really big meeting and what they said, and this has always stuck with me, they said, when you are speaking to somebody else, assume goodwill. That was like their, their mantra, right? Assume goodwill, assume that the other person didn't mean to offend you or hurt you or anger you or in any way upset you, right? They're coming from a different perspective. So I, I love that in this context, right, the think before you speak approach with goodwill, attack the issue, don't attack the human. I think that's brilliant. Exactly. I live by that. I live by that. I really do. I mean, I don't have any problems seeing that, Denise, right? We often joke that you are the heart and soul of the team. 
as you do bring that kind of gentle kindness guidance, uh, that that whole vibe to the team. You're so approachable. Uh, whenever anybody has an issue, you're one that you can go to with no fear or concerns, just kind of knowing that you'll be met with love and guidance, even if you're kind of uh, guiding us into new paths. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, hey, you're welcome. I'm just speaking the truth over here. All right, let's get into this without much further ado then. You've brought a clip today that you have my full permission to use. Do you want to go ahead and introduce this before we play it? Telling the truth is not harsh. Not telling the truth is harsh. It's unkind. Okay, let's roll this then. We'll experience it all together. Roll the clip. This is where you're supposed to stop me and say the whole first page was flat and fucking boring and I'm finally now coming alive. Do you hear the difference? Yes. So don't let me read 10 more pages. Just maybe do it again. All right. Don't, don't let me sit here for three days recording this fucking thing and then say, oh, yeah, I should have mentioned something. No. You are right in this time. For you, that was very flat. Does it match the rest of the book? Not necessarily. Okay, that's me. I'm taking this note. I don't want you to not trust me as your director. I will be harsher on you. Don't have to be harsh. Be honest. Yeah. You know what's not. You know what's harsh. Not saying anything and not saying you... anything. And let me walk out of here and waste three days of my life for a piece of shit product. That's harsh. No. Because you were too nice to tell me the truth. That's harsh. And tell that's me the truth nice. isn't harsh. Tell me the truth is kind. That could be one of those things that you share. <laughs> I will. Our John is never flat and boring. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, and I will say, you know, um, in the studio, oh, we had so much fun in the studio, but I also learned so much about how to direct someone. And and even, you know, it's interesting because our John is a, a different kind of, um, such a different kind of vibe as a boss because he hires people assuming that they are coming to the table with experience and knowledge and know-how and all that good stuff. And so he wants to learn from the people that he has hired. Uh, and that's such a different dynamic because normally when you have a boss, it's just kind of like, it can be hard to say something. It, it can be hard to, to say anything. So it was a really eye-opening time in my life in that studio with Arjan, realizing that he wants me to speak up. He thinks that my voice is valuable uh, and that he's going to call me on it, right? He's going to call BS if if I'm not. Anyway, thanks for pointing this clip out to me today, although it definitely wasn't one that I assumed that anybody on Team Arjun was going to pick. But I, I'd love to hear what's coming up for you and, and why you chose that particular clip. It brought up a lot, actually. There were so many lessons and memories that I thought of and I could not think of one. I had a hard time deciding basically. So I decided on sharing an experience that happened at a past employment. So I was in a managerial position and I worked kind of far away from where I live. So I would have to drive a distance in the morning and one day I went into the office and I would always get there early because I wanted to beat the traffic. And when I walked in, there was this scent 
and I couldn't place it. It was just, it was awful. So I proceeded to go to the bathroom and get some Lysol and walk around the office and spray the office down with Lysol and um, proceeded on with my day. This individual coworker was in the office every time this had happened. And I suspected that it was the coworker that was having some hygiene issues. Oh. But I didn't want to say anything. Uh, but then it got to the point where one of her coworkers came to me and said, we can't work here if she's in the office. So I took it to my boss and my boss said, you need to talk to her. And I said, are you sure you want me to do that? He's like, I think it would be better coming from you. So I proceeded to walk over to her and brought her into my office and I asked her, are you okay? She said, absolutely. Let me also just preface this by telling you that she had just moved to San Antonio from out of state. She was an only child. Uh, She lived with her parents and she had been with us for about three or four months. And I had never noticed this before. So when I called her in and I asked her, are you okay? She said, yes, why? I said, I'm just concerned about you. And she said, what did I do? Did I do something wrong? And I said, no, you didn't do anything wrong. I said, but I have had some complaints in the office. And so I needed to address them. She's like, okay, well, what's going on? And I said, apparently um, some people are having some issues with your hygiene. And she proceeded to cry. And I felt awful. And I wanted to hug her, but I didn't want to hug her. So I gave her some tissue and I was like, everything's going to be okay. I did notice that in the past couple of weeks when she had been in the office, she had been wearing the same shirt. She was switching out two shirts and that also was not like her. You know, she was always dressed fine, nice, you know, clean. And so I knew something was up anyway. So she proceeded to cry and I said, it's okay. We can work this out. You know, let me know what's going on and I can help you. And so she proceeded to tell me that her parents were gone. I knew they were gone. They went overseas. They were traveling internationally. They were going to be gone for a month. The second day that they were gone, she lost her house key. She didn't know anybody, so she didn't stay with anybody. She had been sleeping in her car, and she had been going to, there's a, I don't know what you call it, um, where 18 wheelers go and they park and it's a store, but they also have showers and stuff. And so she said, I don't know if you noticed, but I've been wearing the same shirt. I said, well, I noticed you were wearing two of the same shirt. You've been switching them out, right? And she said, yes. She said, Denise, I lost my house key. I've been sleeping in my car. I've been bathing at this place, but I don't have any shampoo. I don't have this and that. And I've just been locked out and I didn't know what to do. And I said, oh my God, you should have told us. You should have told me. You should have come to me. I said, I'm going to go talk to our boss and we're going to fix this. So we ended up calling a locksmith. I don't know why she didn't think of it, but again, she's young. She wouldn't know. So we called a locksmith and we got her in her house. 
And so I was walking around the office going, you know, shame on y'all for judging her. You should have known something was wrong because this is not her personality. She's a clean person. She's kind. She's quiet. But who wants to have that conversation with someone? How do you tell someone there's a problem with your hygiene? That's an extremely difficult conversation. But thank God that somebody complained because had they not, this poor girl would have been sleeping in her car for another two weeks. Wow. Denise, there are so many things about this story that I really love. What a what a great point, too, that the honesty, even though, God, what an uncomfortable conversation, right, to try to figure out how to have with somebody, because uh, that's a little bit more personal than you would normally bring to the workplace, of course, but hygiene does affect the entire workplace, but still, oh, gosh, that's such an uncomfortable conversation, but heaven bless you if you hadn't been there. She would have been outdoors for a month. And luckily, I had the insight to think something's got to be wrong. And so I'll just address it that way and see where it goes. But it was not what I expected at all. And it just broke my heart that this poor girl had been sleeping in her car for two weeks and going to some place and showering, you know, scared to death. She hadn't told her parents because she thought they were going to get upset with her. And um, I just felt bad because we could have helped her sooner. Yeah, wow. but we did. We helped her. Got in her house, and everything was great. But yeah, a lot of people in the office felt pretty bad about. There were some pretty nasty comments going around. It's like, come on, guys, you know. So anyway, that's my story. That's a great one. I definitely see why this particular clip in the studio resonated with you. Then, Denise, I think it is so true, and and. I've brought this up a, a few times in the last few episodes, so it must just be like that time of year, right? We're, we're, we're gathering towards truth, but it really is that kind of honesty, even though the truth might be hard to hear. I mean, this gal that you spoke with cried in your office, right? She was distraught. Uh, she didn't want to smell bad either, I imagine. Um, even though it's, it's hard to hear, I mean, think of how much her life improved because you were willing to speak up and because you did assume goodwill. You assumed that something was happening there behind the scenes, right? That maybe some of your other coworkers or other people that you were working with were not seeing and wouldn't have approached it in that same loving, honest manner. I think sometimes we get this picture in our mind of brutal honesty. I think Brene Brown said that there is no room for brutality in a respectful relationship. That's not the point. The point is honesty, right? You should be honest. You should help people see where they're affecting somebody else. Because in my experience, at least most of the time that somebody has been doing something that we've needed to have some honesty about, they were completely oblivious to it or they you know, it, it was never their intention. It certainly wasn't my intention in studio not to direct Arjun, but I, in that moment, had prioritized, well, it's good enough. Arjun's not boring. You know, this is not as exciting as the rest of the book is, but it's still more exciting than, you know, than it could have been if somebody yeah. else was narrating because he's naturally interesting. And I had let that go yeah. because I didn't want to say anything and be a bother. Well, also, how do you boss your boss? It's kind <laughs> of uncomfortable to tell your boss what to do. You know, it's it's one of those double-edged swords. It's like, if I don't tell him, 
then he's going to have a mediocre podcast. And if I do tell him, well, he's my boss, (laughs) you know? (laughs) That's true. Uh, No, it's, you know, what's funny is that uh, Arjun has had to have a similar conversation with me a couple of times. This is a really hard habit to break, but there was a time we came back from the studio. We were working on a project that was kind of adjacent to the book, whatever. So we were speaking about this particular project and I had said, here are two options. Here's why I think we should go with option number one. And Arjun said, oh, well, let's go with option number two. And I said, okay. And he kind of looked at me and he was like, okay. And I was like, yeah, if that's what you want to do, then we'll do it that way. And he was like, okay, why did you want to go with option one? And I started laying out my reasons. And he just stared at me on that Zoom call and he was like, Carly, if a bus was speeding towards me, would you let it hit me? You wouldn't call out to me and say, Arjun, there's a bus and it's speeding directly towards you. And I said, of course I would. And he said, then why, why would you not stand up for your ideas? If I'm about to make a stupid decision, uh, I don't think he used the word stupid, but it was something like that. He was like, if I'm about to make a stupid decision that's going to impact the Um, ability of this project to be a success, don't let me stand in the middle of the street and get hit by a bus. (laughs) Okay, I'll take that stripe. You're already done and I don't want to tell you what to do. (laughs) You know what's funny though? I think one of the things that makes Arjun Arjun is his ability to be taught and to be coached and to be leveled up. I think what makes Arjun Arjun is because, at least in my mind, now this is a tie over the shoulder. This is my opinion here, right? But I think it's because he is always looking for opportunities to learn something new, to expand his knowledge, to become something bigger, to become something better. It's such a unique mindset, I think, especially in today. And it's definitely been inspiring to me. I hope to always approach life with the mindset of being teachable, of being coachable, of learning new things, and of being excited about learning new things right? If I'm wrong, I hope to be as excited as Arjun is when he's wrong. (laughs) I mean, not all the time, but you know, some of the times, right, where it's like, oh, I just learned something new and that's exciting to me. Anyway, I just find that so interesting. And he's, you know, he's a book of knowledge, but he's still open-minded and he's willing to continue to absorb everything that's out there and learn everything that's out there. You can never, I mean, I think that goes for everyone. We should all be wanting to learn something new every day, every day. Yeah. Every day. Girl, I, I hope to be a perpetual student. <laughs> hey, me too. Absolutely. You can never learn too much. Never. Girl, so agreed. Thank you so much for bringing this on today, Denise. This has definitely been some actionable insights, right? Some some really practical content. Um, I really enjoyed the reminder of this particular moment in studio. I think it, it came at a really uh, timely time. Is that a word? Sure. Uh, especially because we've been talking so much about how kind it is to bring the full honesty to somebody's remembrance. And I think that your example today is a really good sample of why. And, you know, also there are times when you need to speak the truth to someone. I believe it's in the way that you present it. So basically, whenever you have to 
talk to somebody. You have to be direct, of course, but there's a way to address things. And I believe kindness is the best way, you know, always be kind. And I think that I was really blessed to have had that conversation with her because I think had it been anyone else, I don't know how it would have gone. And I learned a lot. I really did learn a lot with that conversation. I, like I said, it, it went to a place I had no idea it would go to. And I'm just lucky that I had the words or, again, the insight to realize that something might be wrong. You know, so before we judge, we don't always know what everybody's story is. We just need to be kind to one another. Even if you have to bear harsh news, be kind about it. I think right there, that's your mic drop moment, Denise. Uh, That was so beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on today. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. I always enjoy this show. (laughs) Well, that I am so glad for. And I'm really, uh, sincerely, so glad that I get the chance to work with you every day. Uh, It is such a joy to be in the office together, even though we're all remote. But really, to, to know that if you have feedback, I trust that you will give it to me. And I also trust that you are a safe person to speak with. And I think that your experiences thus far have really crafted you into the kind of person who is safe, not only because you are kind, but because you'll always know where you stand and that you'll tell the truth if I'm going to get hit by a bus. (laughs) (laughs) I will stand in front of that bus, Carly. Don't stand in front of the bus. Denise, push me out of the way. (laughs) And then I'll push you. Oh, man. Well, thanks again, Denise. That was really lovely. Well, that's what we've got for you today, folks. I hope that this has been really impactful for you. I know it has been for me. And stay tuned next time as we share more actionable insights from Profit First for Lawyers. Make sure you get your copy of the book at ProfitFirstForLawyers.com. And we will see you next time. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Profit First for Lawyers. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, tell a friend. And buy your copy of the book at ProfitFirstForLawyers.com. Your future self will thank you for it. And we will see you next time.